Welcome back to Living With Them as Truth Be Told. Um, I'm your host, Marie Heron. Um, I want to welcome all of our listeners and thank you people who have been writing in questions and suggestions. Uh, greatly appreciated. With us this morning um, from Long Beach, California, where it's really nice and sunny, I'm sure, as opposed to Toronto here where it's freezing, we have a gentleman called John Strum um, who also has a podcast. And John's going to tell us a little bit about the podcast. What's the name of the podcast, John? The name of the podcast is Real Talk MS. Real Talk MS. Okay. Um, and Real Talk MS cuts through all the jargon and breaks down the latest multiple sclerosis news. Um, John meets with scientists um, who are creating MS treatments today. Um, he likes to talk about uh, the experts discussing how the latest tweaks and changes to the healthcare laws uh, will impact your MS treatment. So, John, I've read a little bit about your background, and I understand that your wife has MS. Was this the emphasis for starting the program? Well, when my wife was diagnosed with secondary progressive MS, and mm-hmm. I saw everything that she has, she went through and she's going through, um, it, it certainly motivated me to want to do something uh, that, that might help people avoid having to go down the same path that... Mm-hmm. She did, and we did. Um, it certainly has impacted every single aspect of her life and, and many of mine. And uh, so I wanted to do something. And it didn't exactly equate to doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. What really motivated me to start the podcast was I found myself as uh, one of uh, three lay members in the scientific steering committee of the organization called the International Progressive MS Alliance, which is a global research consortium. Mm-hmm. And I was exposed to so much amazing information and so many just brilliant neuroscientists who are working diligently on finding treatments and cure for MS mm-hmm. that I wanted a way to share all that information. And that's when the podcast came to mind. Yeah, great, because, I mean, that's so, so important, because I find that um, information about treatments and, um, uh, you know, new drugs and, you know, clinical trials are just so um, scattered. It's just like there doesn't seem to be um, one place that somebody could refer to to find out about this stuff. So this is really, really important. You know, I was listening to um, Terry Garr, uh, who also has MS, and she said that, you know, MS is a pig of a disease that takes absolutely everything from you, and I, I tend to think that's that's absolutely right. Um, when I started the program, Truth Be Told, it was because I wanted people to know that it's not always the end of the line, uh, that you can still have a life with MS. But you've really taken the bull by the horns and really explored the nitty-gritty of health care and treatments. Can you tell us about three of the most important things you've learned through your journey? Well, let's see. Um, I, I think the first and most important thing I learned is that today there are real reasons to be hopeful and optimistic because there are some amazing scientists and neurologists in labs all around the world who are deeply committed and passionate mm-hmm. about finding better treatments and really solving the riddle of what MS is all about and how we find a cure to it. And that's been by far the most important discovery I've made. Um, I've also learned 
that there are some amazing people who are living with MS today who are equally committed to living their best possible lives. And something you just said, where they understand that having MS being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis is not the end of the line in terms of the quality of life. And I think uh, the third thing I would say is I've learned the importance of advocacy. Okay. I, I've come to recognize that public policy, the laws that get passed or don't get passed in Congress can have a serious and, and really profound effect on the quality of life for people living with MS. And so the need for advocating on your own behalf is so, so important. No, thanks for sharing that because in Canada, MS Month is May, and I know in the U.S., MS Awareness Month is March. Um, in in our show, on our shows in May, we are going to be having someone from the MS, MS Society of Canada talking about how to self-advocate. And what's important about Canada is that we have a provincial election here in Ontario coming up, and we're probably having a federal election next year. Um, and it's I think you're absolutely right. It's so important that. People with MS advocate and, you know, talk about, um, you know, ask, you know, people who are running for uh, politics, where's, what's your position on this? Because it is a disease that just hits people right when they're like, you know, 17 to 30, you know, the prime of their life, and it just stops them in their tracks. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons we did this program was to hope that it wouldn't stop people in their tracks, that they would listen to some of the stories of people who are actually living their life with MS. And, um, you know, so I want to thank you so much for sharing the advocacy piece, because I think it is important. What are some things you think people can do for themselves around advocacy? Well, the first thing is pay attention to what the current laws are, what the pending legislation is in your legislative arena, mm -hmm. whether it's in Canada or the U.S. or any other country in right. the U.K. Everybody has pub public policy issues. Here in the United States, there are a couple of things that are so, so important to everyone, but especially someone who is dealing with a chronic illness. Things like uh, having uh, access to quality, affordable health care, having uh, the ability to, to get reasonably priced MS medication. Mm -hmm. uh, these, these aren't guarantees, and unfortunately, there has been legislation that has made some of that more difficult than it needs to be. So becoming aware of what the issues are, what your legislators are considering voting on, and mm -hmm. then communicating with them. Right. Call their office. It's so easy to do. And let them know that you're paying attention. You know, in, here in the States, there are about a million people who've been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And hopefully they all vote. And hopefully their lawmakers know that they're paying attention to what they're doing. Well, here in Canada, we have about 150,000 people uh, with MS. But I, like I said, there's there's elections coming up provincially and there's elections coming up federally. And I think it's time that uh, people with MS realize that they do have a lot of strength um, when they, they do uh, talk to people and they do ask candidates at the door, what's your policies on MS? What's your policies on, uh, on uh, you know, drugs? What's your policies on, um, you know, help and relief with the uh, financial burdens? Um, and I think that's really important uh, that people ask their politicians those questions. Um, 
I looked at your commitment uh, to this work as a calling, and you demonstrate such a conviction to delivering the most important and relevant information. So where do you find your information? Is it the scientists that you work with, or the... Yeah, I, I, the answer is everywhere. So I find it because someone posts something interesting in social media. Mm-hmm. I find it because uh, there what is an interesting article that may appear in a particular scientific journal or in a newspaper or in a magazine or online. Um, I find it because the National MS Society might send out something in a newsletter or in an email blast that's particularly important. So I'm looking at all of that, all of the time, trying to find things that I think my audience is going to be most interested in. Right, and I have to be honest. When I go onto your uh, onto your website and I look at some, I can't get off because you know each new article brings me to something new, and it's very relevant and it's very important. And I I thank you so much for putting it up. Um, how much false promise services are there out there, and what's your advice for patients uh, to self advocate? And I think you might know what I'm talking about. I know on Facebook they'll advertise um, stem cell treatments for MS, and they're very very expensive. And they're not delivered. They're delivered not by uh, neurologists. Um, do you have any experience with that? Have you heard any horror stories that you want to share? I hear about things or read about things more often than I'd like, okay. um, unfortunately. Yeah, don't name any names because we don't want to be sued. So. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, but there are just way too many people who are interested in taking advantage of someone who is desperately looking for some relief or for some treatment or mm-hmm. cure that they haven't found yet. And unfortunately, people are willing to spend a lot of money on hope, uh, and, and it turns out to be false hope. Right, so, right. Um, there's a lot of it, and my recommendation is do your homework. You know, once upon a time, doing research meant you had to leave your house you had to go to a library, and if you were doing research on something that was about medicine or science, you had to go to a really good library to mm-hmm. be able to get resources, and then you had to spend time looking things up. Well, you know what? None of that exists anymore. Right. Now, it's so easy to be able to access good information. So I think that, that what you need to do, most importantly, is when you read about something, do your homework. Right. Um, give you an example. The other day, I saw that somebody had uh, put a tweet out about a particular uh, treatment that was pretty popular a few years ago. And a lot of people, um, both in the U.S., Canada, especially both those two countries, spent a lot of money uh, accessing this treatment. And it didn't produce any results. And there was never any proof that it did. But what happened finally is the uh, physician who invented or discovered Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. particular treatment, he finally published an article uh, in in one of the professional journals that said, well, you know what? This really doesn't do anything for people with MS. And I, and I, yeah, I don't want to say what the treatment is. I don't want to say the doctor's name, but I will tell you, I know someone whose sister was dying and they spent like over $30,000 sending her to Mexico for that treatment. And it, it did, it did nothing except break their hearts. But the saddest part is now that the 
creator of that treatment that mm-hmm. didn't treat anything, now that he's come out and said, hey, you know what? This isn't going to help you if you have multiple sclerosis. There are still people with multiple sclerosis who are looking forward to finding that treatment and paying for it. And okay. to me, it's too easy to avoid that now. You just have to do a little homework. Yeah. I try on this show, um, and I don't know if you've heard the um, episode, uh, with a man called David Bexfield who shared um, his experience of having the the stem cell treatment done. And I thought it was amazing because when you look at some of these ads um, on Facebook, it just seems like, you know, you go into the hospital, they get, you know, get some stem cells out of some fetus lying in a fridge and you have new stem cells. And it's not at all the case. And so that's why we try to cover um, people that have gone through treatments and have them share their experiences with us as a way of letting other people know as well. Um, And uh, having you on this morning is so, so important um, to anybody living with MS and to talk about cures. Is there anything out there right now you're excited about? Let's see. Well, I'll tell you. One of the things I'm excited about has kind of already happened, but I'll tell you what makes it exciting to me, and that is the fact that in the past year, Ocrevus became the first treatment approved for treating progressive MS. Which one's that, hon? I'm sorry? So which drug is that? Ocrevus. Right, okay. And, And what makes that exciting to me is I think back to when the first treatment for relapsing remitting MS came on the market and what happened then is a short time later there was a second treatment and a little bit after that there were four and then there were eight and today there's over a dozen different drug therapies for relapsing remitting MS Right. which is great because as, as we know one size does not fit all Exactly. It's important to find the one that's going to work best for you. Well, science is kind of like that. In other words, once a discovery has been made and approved and hits the market, it sort of quickens the pace for the things that follow. So I'm very optimistic that we're going to begin to see more approved treatments in the progressive MS arena in a relatively short period of time. So to me, that's exciting. No, that's very right. exciting. Very exciting. Um, because I w- when I was diagnosed, they didn't know what kind of MS I had. But, of course, as the years unfolded, uh, we discovered it was relapsing remitting. Um, but for people who were diagnosed with progressive, I mean, it, it really was very, very, very difficult uh, for them. So this is this is wonderful, wonderful news. And ironically, today, um, earlier today, we had a gentleman on our show who had started some an initiative up here in Canada called MS Climbs, and they were climbing all these mountains to raise money for research. And you know, it's people who do things like that uh, that really um, like like move the course forward people like you uh people like the fundraisers um you know people like my husband who climbs you know as well and has golf tournaments and things like that and you know i want to thank everybody out there who's related to anybody with ms because if it wasn't for you guys (laughs) we wouldn't be looking at new and important treatments and drugs um and you know i think it's really really important and i and i thank you so much for for all of that um so, where can our listeners find you, John? <laughs> I found well, you. 
You can always find me at uh, the uh, website for the podcast, which is which is realtalkms.com. You can also find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Music Play, Spotify, on anywhere you find the best podcast, you'll find Real Talk MS. Okay. Yeah, well, we're, we're only on a couple of those, so I guess we're only half, half of one of the best podcasts. <laughs> uh, you're going to get there, Marie. And I was about to say, as you were going down your list of people who are doing great things to advance the cause, you forgot to name you and your podcast. So oh, I'm going to add you, that John. to the list right now. Okay. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. How's your wife? She's doing the best that she can be doing. Okay. Okay. Well, give her our love. Um, let her know we're thinking of her. And thank you so much, John, for everything you do. Okay? Right. Okay, have a great, great day. Thanks, Thank John. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.